Welcome back to the Ag Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Thruway Traffic, Jay. And doing as always is my co-host, a fast food employee getting your order wrong, Z. How are we doing today, Z? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Now, what do you think of that intro? I told you before uh, that you'd like it. Did you like it? If you don't... It, no, now, before you say anything, if you say if you say you didn't like it, I'll cry. <laughs> um, I'll be very upset. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Jack, you know I'm a man of principles, so I must I must be honest regardless. Of okay. Who what about Jack? In a manner of speaking, I I did very much enjoy that. <laughs> and in a manner of speaking, I also I can't imagine I also why you hated would. it with all my heart. It seemed so. two very innocuous things that really have no connection uh, upon first glance. Mm-hmm. But but from a certain point of view, are they? Are they? I don't know. I'm just I just like using the word. Are they that innocuous? Another word, or are those two very it's horrible use. things? I think those are both right. pretty pretty terrible <laughs> events, you know, in a vacuum or chained together. Really, frankly, I don't know how someone would survive like <laughs> having to go through like both of those in, like <laughs> one day, probably. Uh, without, I would have like, to agree. Extreme it's, violence. It's hard to know, but anyway, I would besides that it. insanity. So, uh, death in the Nile this week. Death on the Nile, not of the Nile. The Nile's the Nile's. It's safe. It's all right. It's still kicking. It's going strong. It's full of those. Those goddamn saltwater crocodiles. It's so kicking. Are, we haven't succeeded yet. Are horrifying and awful. Those horrible monsters unchanged for millennia. Those horrible monsters. Since the dinosaurs and those hip. Despite our best. <laughs> with the horrible. Godforsaken. The, the Nile is still teeming with life. But not every. No. Not, not everyone upon There have been Nile a couple is. murders. Are so obviously. Big spoiler alert before we start. We're gonna talk about who dies. We'll just, I mean, we're just spoiling the whole thing. If, I mean, yeah, spoiler we'll alert spoil for Agatha so. Christie book that came out ooh, fifty years ago. Oh, oh, more than fifty years ago. Pre World War Two mystery novel and adaptation, and it was already adapted once in the sixties. So, spoiler alert, I guess for the second adaptation of a book from the thir- yeah yeah from a book from the thirties. Happened like five times. Oh, it's not even close to the first time. They did the. Uh... Obviously, the Poirot show. Didn't no, I don't know that show. Um, that, you know a that show? show? Agatha, Christie's, Agatha Christie's Poirot. No, it's a show. They did. Yeah, they did. Uh, it's not even that old. It like it like finished up in like 2013. It covered every single huh. novel and short story that Poirot wow. did. They like directly adapted, which is like 70 something episodes, I think. Um, and like the the novel ones, they're like 90 to like 100 and something long minute long episodes. They're like practically feature length episodes yeah it's pretty cool I, i've been meaning to i might have to watch it at some point I, I know a lot of people really like it but regardless we're not talking about that version jack we're talking about the 2022 film version and by 2020 some unknown mean, reason the they one that was back. originally meant to be 2020 one of these say? I, I really couldn't unknown who could say really this might be one of these the, the largest single delays for any movie i feel like from no, what yeah, do you want to call it the if we must call it that I was trying to think of a a, a, a nicer youth. Of some kind, <laughs> I wonder if that's been used before. The plague. That, that's got that's a, got a, a good ring connotation, mm-hmm. or a neutral one at least. I think isn't. I feel like I feel like Morbius has been pushed back almost as much at this point. So Jack, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let me check. When was Morbius originally meant to come out? I guess. By the way, I've I've fact checked it. Death on the Nile came out in 1937. So like, yeah, that's ridiculously old. That's actually older than uh, any human being. <laughs> Take your right word now. for it. Uh, oh yeah, so it was originally Morbius originally one. planned for a July 2020 premiere, 
but it was pushed to March 19th uh, and then pushed to October and then pushed to January. And then now it's pushed to April 1st. So when we see in your words, Jared Leto's dumb vampire movie, Hmm. we'll be able to amend. Oh, Bro, this says whoa. You ready? Never mind. This movie was originally Wait, supposed to come out back from in December, December of 2019. Oh, uh, someone actually get murdered, and they were like, "Oh, jeez." This is a hundred. Really check this out, mate. Oh dear. Oh Christ! Our oh, no. lives have in- imitated the art this we make. Oh death Christ! What are we to do? Oh no. So perfect. Jack, I meant to ask you, and by I meant to, I mean I'm doing it right now, very smoothly. No. Have you seen not at all? The, Never seen it. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express from 2017. You have not. Hmm. Oh. Well, this is very much a sequel, of course, but in a lot of ways, yeah, yeah. it's not relevant because it's you know they're self-contained. But I'll I'll probably I know they all did bring it. back some references and, and things and whatnot. But I'll fill, I'll clue you in if it's <laughs> yes. So the twist of spoilers for Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> the twist for Murder on Murder on the Orient Express is that they all did the murder. Yeah. So it seems you know, like a weird kind of hard to thing figure to have. out. Seems like kind of a cop up. Like one. actually, they all did so. it. Everybody's right. It's like no. It it does a little bit, doesn't it? Well, so let's let's get let's just get into this one. I thought it was pretty good. So I, what, what before I went, I looked overall. up how long it was. Just, just, just now, initial impression. And I saw that the Rotten Tomatoes thing was like fifty two percent, and Metacritic was kind of like in that same range. So I was like, oh, is this movie gonna be bad. But you know, it was, it was pretty good. Nothing like amazing, and, like knock your socks off. But I enjoyed myself. Yeah, me too. I, w- I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. Pretty, pretty well. Yeah, that pretty much sums up how I felt as well. Yeah, it definitely didn't like blow my mind. Yeah, I thought it was just a good, fun movie as well. I don't know why it has such a low score because I saw that as well. I don't know. I saw some reviews that amounted to like it didn't do enough. To, like, distinguish itself from other adaptations. Like, basically, it didn't do enough to justify its own existence. Which I can understand on some level. Is that, level. like, damning but at the evidence? Same time, is it that, has like, to be so different. Is that really a fair criticism? It's supposed to be different every single time. It's like, well, it's the same yeah. story. How, it's only so many different ways you can tell a story about a murder on a boat. with this, And also getting the exact place because it's a murder mystery. So, like, it can't change that many details because the details are important to solving the case. So, not really the place to, like, make that call. Exactly. And, like... Mm-hmm. And I suppose you could always do the thing of like you change the twist so that people are taken by surprise. But then I feel like people would criticize that as well. So on this one, they just kind of did the they did the normal plot of the book. Um, it's not a perfect carbon copy. There's like characters who are omitted and or changed mm. for the film, but the general plot is intact, right? And so yeah, I don't know. Like mm. if you like, what do you want them to you want them to do? Right? They're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't on that one. Which is a thing we've discussed a lot of the show when it comes to adaptations of all stripes but i've never seen an adaptation of or yeah, read yeah, never the book of really any interaction with it. so you know it was all new to me yeah so i thought it was good i guess so here's kind of the uh you know ultimately the i guess mark of a real good mystery anything right is do you feel like it had i'm gonna say no that you could figure it, it out before the movie directly tells you because i feel like that's the balance you have to strike right it's like putting enough that it's, you know, you could realistically mm-hmm. do it while also not just like spoon feeding it to you, right? Like, I think Knives Out, for example, does it very interestingly. And that Knives Out, like, kind of does it out of order. The crime. Almost, they- where they show you, at least they, they, it makes it, yeah, it, it 
they want you to think, right, that they're showing you the crime happening and, like, you kind of know the answer right away, right? But, you know, obviously there's players and, and, and things that are added on to it throughout the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's like where a, you realize it's not how, quite it's like a how done it basically straightforward as opposed to a who done it. Right? How did it who done it, I guess it It's like <laughs> it's like a donut. If you took a donut, then you took a donut hole out of donut that donut, hole. but then that what donut a, hole had its own donut hole. But mm-hmm. like I that movie's kind of what's going on. What a dumb monologue. <laughs> a donut hole within that hole. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Blanc? Get to the point. <laughs> I'm tr- who hired me? You're a detective. How do you not know? That's what do you mean, who hired you? Your job is to figure shit <laughs> out. What do you mean you don't know who hired you? Why would you admit that to the police? He's <laughs> <laughs> taking uh, strange if, money? So that means I could send money to but yeah. Beckwell Blanc to search anybody I wanted, and he wouldn't like me be like, I don't know who, hi- who hired me. With the most ridiculous accent you've ever heard. Poirot at least knows. Yes. Who hires you? I can tell you in a French accent. Right? They'll tell you. They'll tell you in a in a climactic moment on screen. So I will say, Jack, I would I would say there were details for me that did stand out to me. Now I didn't figure it out fully, and I think part of that is that it. I would say it's harder for movies than for books, right? The thing about movies is that it's obviously like a, you know a predetermined pacing. You just sit down and you have two hours right. and it's just going right. It doesn't stop. Whereas if you're reading a book, you can take the time, you know, you can thumb back through all this, right, to kind of figure it out yourself as you go along, right? Like, I know Agatha Christie as well, she used to put, like, maps yeah. and diagrams and shit in her books. Like, she was all about it. So, you really could, like, kind of piece it out yourself. Whereas this, you're, you're just kind of along for the ride, more so, I would argue. Like, you can't take a lot of time to, like, really yeah, be yeah. deep in the thought while you're watching the movie, because you have to watch what's happening in the movie, right? And so, like, in that vein, I will say, not to toot my own horn, but when the sort of halfway point there, right? When the, the husband guy mm-hmm. he gets shot, right, by the by the jilted lover, right? That scene stood out to me as being kind of strange because it seemed to me like she shot, but she didn't actually, she didn't, she shouldn't have actually shot him, right? I feel like the scene was actually set up in a way that you could, you could see that she didn't actually shoot him in the leg. And also the just like the speed yeah. at which he had like a bloody handkerchief on his leg, mm-hmm. it really did stand out to me. I was like, it just kind of appeared in his hand on his knee, right? So like that literally, that literally like stood out to me. Like I said, it didn't, it wasn't enough for me to you know put it all together before the end of the movie because again, while you're watching it, all I had was like a momentary moment, you know, a momentary moment. Obviously, <laughs> I just had like a, a momentary thought of, hey, that that shot looks kind of weird. But then like yeah. you know that could be any number. <laughs> they of just things, fucked right? it up. Like, for all I know, they just kind of filmed it poorly, (laughs) right? Like, and so, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you just kind of move on and keep going because there's more stuff happening. You don't have time to digest that. I actually have to agree exactly what you just said because I also thought that scene was weird. I was like, I don't know. That's very fast. How did it? I'm like, it doesn't look like he was shot there. What's what's going on? And then at the end, I thought that was a little ridiculous. I got to be honest. Like, when he's like, this is how he did it. Like, he ran all the way there and then ran all the way back shot himself and then nobody showed up in that time i was like the boat's not that big and i don't know if he can run that fast and nobody heard him running around like it's the dead of night and like no one can hear him going like nobody hears anything like running around on the deck above them you know what i would like to know what i would like to know if you could go back and listen to it and watch the movie and and knowing what to look for 
I would like to know if you can hear right, yeah. gunshots during that scene, right? Because we, yeah, the the breakdown at the end is that there was actually two more gunshots. Obviously, right? Obviously, him shooting his wife and him shooting himself in the kneecap, right? Both of those. I mean, it's yeah. It they obviously they they drive home in this movie several times. It's twenty two. It's like a very small yeah. caliber and all. But you'd be able and to hear night. it on a boat like that. I would uh I would argue. Um, yeah, exactly. So I wonder if you can hear it like obviously faintly, sort of in the background. But I wonder if they if they took the put in the effort to do that because that to me is like a big one. Yeah. It's like, well, how the hell could anyone possibly know all of that, right? Like, how could I, as the viewer, know that there was an extra gunshot? than I was supposed to know, right? Because the whole detail of, like, yeah, he shot the gun three times, but then replaced one of the bullets, so it looked like he only been shot two times. Like, that is an unknowable mm. detail that you could only, like, just guess at, right? Otherwise, there was no, like, scene where he finds, like, a third shell casing. There's no scene where, like, you know, there's nothing to that effect. So it's like, I don't, I don't know how I, as the viewer, I'm supposed to know that or even guess at it. Because, you know, guessing at that is, I don't know, at that point, yeah. it's equally you likely to like, guess any you number another of twenty-two happened, or you know, like throughout the yeah. Book, at that point, right? anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For all we know, there's just a different gun on board, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's, I wonder if that's portrayed a little differently in the book or, or what the deal is. Or like I said, maybe in the movie you can hear if you know what to look for. But again, just in the actual pace of a movie while you're watching it, it isn't. Yeah, I thought I did think that like the. The motives and everything, you know, mm. it all makes sense in the end, right? Pulled out, right? Yeah, like definitely to me, there's no massive jumps in logic. I, for the most, I, that's I, get, I just right? don't, it all seems just like so weird that they're like their big plan was just to, to kill this woman on a boat with all her friends. I feel like there's easier ways to do that that don't involve a boat. You know, like it's very weird that their plan was to kill her friend to get all her money, and she convinced her fiance loved her so much that they kept it as a ruse for ye- for like months. It's just like, I don't know. It feels a little like, I don't know, I guess, I guess it was weeks. It wasn't that long. I don't know. I, was it yeah, it was six like six weeks, weeks but very still. It just six feels like or something? the, what, the other woman, I don't know, Gal Gadot plays, I don't remember the woman's name, the like person, the first one she's killed. Yeah. It's like, why did she, why did she fall from so quickly when that was her friend? I guess it's like, well, it's love, but it's like, all right, well, that's kind of dumb though. Like, it seems weird i yeah especially given that and just given that yeah we know he wasn't i mean i guess mm-hmm. that's kind of like a big theme of this movie right beyond just like the that that is no. one of the larger sort of things it's trying to wrestle with is the you know nature of love i guess uh but yeah, yeah i kind of agree really, i mean clearly really he's a very is, charming uh, dude. that one dance move they're doing on the very charismatic the i suppose first scene or like not the first scene when they're in that dance floor and it shows the two of them and like she's on the ground and like grinding into him from the ground. I was like, what dance move are they doing in 1930? Yeah. What, what's going on? 1920, I think. I thought what's the same thing. <laughs> Is it the 30, no. 37? All right. Yeah. So uh, 37 on the money. Yeah. It's the same year that the book right, okay. came out. That makes sense. No, I thought the same thing. I thought that seemed very excessive for. 1937 yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, like, I feel like they're basically <laughs> having almost sex on the floor. I was like, but yeah, I don't know. They wouldn't let you do that now. Yeah, yeah basically, like, they're so like, there. what are they on fucking yeah, Molly? Not. Like, why are they so into each other in that moment? They just got their endorphins running high. At like a, you know, like, a nicer. I don't know. Maybe we just don't have a concept for this because like in the 30s, mm-hmm. everyone dressed nice regardless. So maybe that's like a sleazy nightclub nowadays. Just like a, you, that, you know, 
kind of like that's just like it's like a rave atmosphere they're just bumping the music and the lights and everything maybe that's the vibe but we look at that now we're like oh look at this classy upscale establishment but i don't know i, I totally agree i thought the same thing so i guess like uh, fearing off of that let's get into all the other characters i think you know obviously one of the st- sort of selling points of this movie and it applies to the last one as well is oh, that yeah, it's got so a very star-studded cast right what do you um, think about everyone on here because basically again like the last one it's a big ensemble mm-hmm. I've, and everyone was like they right? don't and you get a bunch the story, of story i mean I, I like that they're all there and stuff but like russell brand was there he didn't do anything he was just like a doctor but he had a couple he had like two scenes and then he was he had some stuff i don't know oh, I he did him it was fine and i feel like his the his friend perro's friend his mom she's a famous actress i know but i could not place her mm-hmm. that's the only and then i everyone else was fine like uh the guy who plays perot i know I know he's famous. He was in Tenet. He played a Russian in Tenet, and now he's a, a whimsical Frenchman, which is fun. Can, <laughs> yeah, there Can it is. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I just, I'm sure Tenet's I know. Your That's my most point? recent reference point. For Kenneth Brown? What's, what's our... Oh, shit. He's, he directed oh, four, Jack. Oh, he did, didn't he? Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm going to cut that out yeah. so I doesn't look like I look like a fool. He's oh, guilty. Oh, dear. Lockhart. I... Well, what am I to do? I only can know so many things. And, and oh, Harry shit, Potter that's him? He's Lockhart? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. He is, he's very famous for oh, you know what? an adaptation of Hamlet. He also just does Hamlet. a bunch. Isn't he Hamlet? Shakespeare. Yeah, I think I've seen that version of Hamlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't need to... Uh... <laughs> we don't need to list... I don't, I don't need to berate you for not on Kevin Brown. He also has bad things. Well, he did Belfast last year, which I haven't seen, but I would kind of uh, like to. Alternatively, though, he also directed Ooh, yeah, Artemis Fowl. Like that one at all. By all Judy Dench was in that movie. So, can't win them all. You know. But anyway, back to this movie. Instead of Kevin Brown's you know? whole filmography. Yeah, I liked, I liked him as Piro. He was, was funny. Yeah, he's just kind of whimsical, and I liked it. I think he's good. I think... Yeah, again, I don't have any reference point for Poirot other than these movies. Because, again, I've never watched that show or actually directly myself read any of the books. So, I guess maybe yeah, we could look into this but and see. But I, I think he's interesting. I, I would like to know if this is accurate to how he is or portrayed in, in other stuff. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess if this is accurate to the books, right? Because, um, yeah, I think these movies portray a really interesting character of, like, he can, he does this thing where he can, like, very much flip on yeah. a dime, right? Like he's clearly at times kind of off awkward and, and goofy and like I would think it's I would say it's probably fair to say right he's a little neurodivergent right well I mean he's yeah. literally OCD so like that mm-hmm. that counts and everything but he might be on the spectrum or something right um even though that like that obviously wasn't as yeah. understood back in the day is it like when she wrote it, yeah, but, yeah you know kind of applies to Sherlock as well right but I would argue he's less he's less aloof and arrogant than mm-hmm. Sherlock say right because I you know obviously they're like the, the archetypical two you know. Sherlock is basically Detectives, synonymous like with mysteries and stuff. Basically. It pretty much is just synonymous with yeah, like yeah, like genius mm-hmm. detective character. Um, but like he's got he's got those moments of yeah, like he said, like whimsy and like kind of goofiness and like vulnerability where he's like, yeah, I want to yeah, retire and I really garden. like I those, that was fun. He likes uh, his dessert when, or when he's like, hey, listen to all your blues, blues, blues music, which I admit I, I enjoyed more than I thought I would. I didn't think I'd like it, but I did, and I, it was very good. And I like that. Like he kind of goes on those little rants. Yeah. And he has all that like rapport with uh, that. I don't know what's that guy's name who he's friends with. Who's flying that kite? Yeah, his friends. What did you say? What was his name? Book. Right. Okay. Like Book. Book. Got it. It's a dumb name. But I thought their little rapport was fun. 
And I felt, I mean, like, he really sold that emotion when, yeah. like, at the end, when he's, like, pretending, he's, like, and saying what Book would have yeah. said to him when he was doing this. He's like, yeah, I like to show off, but I like to do it because Book would, like, laugh and have fun with it. And it was fun for me to have him watch him have fun. And now my friend is dead, and I'm really fucking sad about it. It's like, God damn, man, I'm real sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. He, um, yeah, he's got those more. He, he, he almost is good cop and bad cop in one, oh, yeah. right? Like when it gets down to business, oh yeah, he's, he'll as, cut, he'll he's cut as you right down. Anyone, right? He's absolutely grilling them. Exactly. So like it's it's interesting, and and obviously they they directly reference that, right? The um that that blues singer lady, she's like, ah, I kind of wish I had never seen you work, and like never seen how cold you could be, because when he when he gets down to business, he's yeah, he's mm-hmm. just absolutely cutting, and like he pulls no punches. <laughs> like he's bringing up shit that like it ultimately is irrelevant almost, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and I guess maybe that is one of his character defects that he kind of points out, and like um, the the niece character also points out about him is that, like I said, he's Sherlock less Holmes. arrogant, I would say, than like Sherlock Holmes. But he he clearly has like an ego, and he likes being right, and he likes showing everyone how smart he is and and how he does know things. And so when he's just like, when he's just like, <laughs> the and by time, the way, I I knew I that knew you were lesbian 19... lovers, not relevant. Thirty seven. I knew you were lesbians. I just want to let you know, I fucking knew it. Who else would have a nurse? You can't keep any secrets from me. Um, and like, I don't know, little stuff like that. Like he mm-hmm. just gets everyone. Right. And then he'll just be like, yeah, I didn't actually, yeah, I, just wanted it, to but like, I just wanted to show you. I knew, take you down like, I, knew you, I knew you were stealing millions from her company. Like just all that, like just every single character. He, he has a moment. And again, that's kind of the hallmark of like, at least from what I know, I, again, I've not read the whole catalog by any means, but I think that that's a more common sort of thing for Poirot novels is like, it's, it's almost half you know the detecting and like finding yeah, clues and that and it's half shit off like about them. grilling the people right which i yeah which i feel like he they definitely seem to have more of than like sherlock mm-hmm. holmes in this this seems to be a common sort of trope obviously just based off the, this one and the last one right death on the nile is they do murders on a boat and everyone's on the boat yeah. and it's obviously murder on the express can't escape from so it's gotta be there. on a train right i think that's a common one i know one of them is a christmas one where someone's murdered at christmas you know, they're all, everyone's at like a manor for of Christmas course. time. And there's like a murder and he's like, who's going to figure out? And it's this thing of like, everyone has motives, which is obviously yeah. an interesting concept, right? And I think it's done believably. Yeah, they're all unique to them as characters. For the most part, they have different motives as well, right? A lot of them obviously in this particular situation come down to money, but yeah. it's like different, it's different spins on that, right? It's like, I want to kill her because I want her money. I want to kill her because she took my money. I want to kill her because I can't let her yeah. find out that I stole her money. I want to like, kill her because I'm a socialist. Know, that kind of thing. Which is which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hate money. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Or I, I give away all my money and I miss my money. The only person that stood out to me you know, would have been the mom Did anyone else of, stand out to you? Uh, Book. That one kind of stood out, but then it was just like... Ending. That's a net yeah, bending. She stood out. Yeah, she was good in this. She, she was pretty good. Yeah. I don't, She's really mean. And like, we never really got... We never really got an answer to why, right? Like, I guess assume, and I assume he's not she's dead because she wouldn't anymore. have been like, like love is terrible together, and it hurts, right? And I got to protect you because I'm your mother. Yeah. So clearly, here's, here's the, is that less? Yeah, she's a, she's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, but we never really get that. Like, I mean, and maybe that's you know you're not supposed to, right? You're supposed to get it. Like, I would agree. Stuff, it's, it kind of goes. Yeah, she's too she's far. Really unnecessarily mean to them. I would say. Why? Why do you gotta be like this? She's not very nice. Um, and like they have All the big where they does. reconcile after she's dead. That hardly does anybody any good, does it? 
I mean, geez. You know, uh, <laughs> what did you think I of thought, uh, uh, she was, Wright? I thought she was good in this movie, but it made me just think of the fact that she fumbled the bag on being Black Panther by just being anti-vax. Very ironic. It's, it's, yeah. See, technically, though, this that's true. She could they made this movie before anyone knew I she guess. was anti-vax. She could be in the so Death Nile franchise, she's got that going maybe. But it's very ironic not to get too much. They also she plays uh, in the Marvel movie Shuri, but, the smartest character, smarter than Tony Stark or Bruce Banner, who knows more than them. But her her actress just is very against science. <laughs> it's a fun little dichotomy, oh, I yeah. think. It's quite ironic. Yeah. This one, she's very smart as well. She's like, there's a, obviously there's a moment where he like rattles it mm. all off, and you know, even though like the obviously the idea behind that is the fact that anyone would even do that is like to me, yeah. right. The fact that, like, you, you, that you think you can, like, follow someone around and then, like, after six weeks decide that you know enough about them to produce this little fucking profile mm-hmm. on them, you know, to, to reduce their whole they person down to, Bouncing like, books or something. Uh, your, your little, yeah, their little detective monologue. Um, ultimately, that was very yeah. complimentary to her, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, what yeah, he yeah. He's he like, really, she is his better up in, like, in every way. kind of sucks. Well, I like him, but fuck, is he, uh, he sucks. He'd be lucky to have her, frankly. It's gonna be a real catch. Frankly, <laughs> she would find a better man. About her at all. For, sorry, Book, I, I call it like I see it. Direction. I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little Clearly. unsensitive in that way. Clearly. I like the little line where he was like, I don't, I don't even remember who it was at this point. Someone was like, are you, are you accusing me of murder? And Book's just like, yeah, you're going <laughs> to everyone. He's like, I, <laughs> yeah, I admit, I like how we had a little, something little, like, of a character. Sides. <laughs> One thing I, that stood out to me a lot in this movie is in the beginning. I did like in the beginning how I was in black and white. That was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. World War One. Oh, yeah. But, we didn't even talk But then about when his it. face gets blown up and he's got that huge gash in his cheek and that scar across his lip that like, oh, you grow a mustache. Uh, there's no big scar on his cheek where there very much should be. Like there should be like a huge like gash like but his like fr- in the future like, he should have like a big like scar probably though no no, no it's not Jack not that part like that part was blown off but then also like most of his cheek was destroyed so like there should be a scar there Mm-mm. it's all around the mustache no no that's that's I just well that's yeah point, but based on that injury his face <laughs> is blown up no actually let me tell you Jack mm-hmm. I saw this movie with my grandmother. And afterwards, that was one of her oh, really? primary concerns, was that she, she felt more of his yeah, scar had been visible despite the mustache. And I, my argument was, the scar was fabricated entirely for this movie. As far as I know, that is not a part of Poirot lore. I could be totally wrong, I'm just talking about my ass, but, uh, but if nothing else, the fact definitely remains is that, you know, the makeup that they did on making the scar on his mm. face, right, was done in this movie with the understanding that they were going to... The, the the plot reason was like yeah, yeah. he covers it up with I guess that's true mustache, but I'm just saying right? that like so I feel like the, they probably I just think it there up should be a scar on his cheek like his cheek right? as well like his cheek should just be fucked on the one side because like he turns his face I also think he's like all horribly like scarred across his mustache and then there's like a big gaping hole in his face not gaping hole but like it's there's it's just all What's bloody hole I'm just saying you should have like some well, like some kind of the something. other thing I said the other thing I said the argument I made was that it's not as it the oh, the final one that he would have is not as bad as it was in, in right. that scene, right? Like it's healed. I don't know. Substantially, has been a good say, many right? years. Like in the hospital there, right? Mm-hmm. That's day one. 
Like that's the worst it's gonna look. So thirty years later, it might have healed. That's a true. Lot it's more. quite and bushy. Like, his mustache is pretty goddamn huge, bro. It's quite bushy. If anything, I would take more umbrage with the fact that a face that's being all scarred like a that mustache is shouldn't thick. be able to yeah. grow. There should be like a there should be like literally a line spot. of where the hair is gone because that's like there's no yeah. follicles left because they're all blown off and under or under scar exactly. tissue. The scar tissue, precisely. Yeah. The scar tissue should not be able to grow back. So like that, if if anything. But again, it's like it is like a movie. <laughs> I guess you're right. So it is all fake and make believe. So I guess anything can happen. Kenneth Branagh was not horribly scarred in World War I. Man, how, so they're Hollywood is again, goes, taking away scarred man. actors' roles. All these non-scarred actors putting on prosthetics and pretending. Mm-hmm. What happened on the job for the scarred actors? It's tough, man. It's tough. It's, tough. Um, it's not fair. It's not fair. It really isn't. They should have used a genuine World War I veteran. <laughs> they should have dug up <laughs> and exhumed a corpse. And, and resurrected and him with cursed around. old yeah. magic. Old blood magic. And Yeah. Well, yeah, it's either, it's either you man. like pup, you you puppeteer him around, um, or yeah, you use uh, deep arcane ritual rip his soul from the resurrected. I mean, yeah, it's, it fits in the budget Deal's without going over. But whatever we can do, cheaper. Exactly. Like, it's, also, I mean, that's what it always it's like, comes uh, down to. Is an how it's, it's, like, it's actually budget. cheaper if we crash a real yeah. plane. It's like it's actually cheaper if we uh, do a dark ritual and rip his soul from the depths of hell and. Put it back into his body for a short period for for the t- film for the principal <laughs> photography, and then we'll shoot around him for reshoots. Guys, can you imagine the time we'd have to spend on CGI and or makeup to to replicate this scar? Alternatively, for the low price of my mortal soul, <laughs> I can bribe this yeah. demon to bring him back to life for us. No makeup required. All we have to do, and the loss of my mortal soul. Oh. It doesn't enough. affect the it bottom really line. Doesn't. Warner Brothers approved it. Not on paper, at <laughs> Whatever least. companies is for. Who did this movie? Is it Warner Brothers? Well, it must be the last dual company then. I don't Walt know. Disney. Rid- Ridley Scott was involved. <laughs> no, 20th no, Century Walt Fox. It was, or 20th it was Century, 20th. whatever it's called now. Or well, Fox. they would have done God, it. I love Disney Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, 20th Century. My favorite thing. It was 20th Century. Oh, excuse me. Well, that one. got anything more to say about this? There's not a ton to say, really. I mean, yeah, like like you set up before we start. I mean, we 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 had some things to say, but um, it's not like a expanded universe we can dig into. Yeah, and even though it is an adaptation, we also again we don't have enough knowledge to really get into. But I enjoyed it. I would certainly watch them if they continue to make them. I think they're neat. Like I said, I, I am vaguely interested in watching that show just because, if only for like the feat of it. I find it very impressive that they actually directly adapted every yeah, Quaro so story on screen. I think that's very cool because like. Sherlock does. I don't. I don't feel like anyone's ever dedicated that like that much actual direct effort for like a Sherlock one, right? Like you have Elementary, which was a modern adaptation of Sherlock Holmes that like brought over some of the episodes brought over elements of some of the the plots from the books mm-hmm. and stuff, right? But not right, all yeah. of them. There's that Sherlock not. show but again. Also, it was on the modern, BBC so that, that makes it everybody wanted. Yeah, that one's also modern and doesn't really work. Frankly, Jack, it's just a coincidence that in the early 21st century, you know, England was also once again involved in a conflict in Afghanistan so that you can make Watson an Afghan vat again. Okay, Jack, <laughs> that's only going to happen once every century <laughs> yeah. or so. Yeah, okay, wanna... so we can't rely Soon on Soon they're going to make him a frankly. Ukraine veteran, depending on how this current conflict's going. Yeah. Yeah, just 
It just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I do want to say, I thought the opening scene was kind of neat. Um, as I talked about when we discussed The King's Man, I find World War One to be very morbidly interesting to me, um, even though I know it was horrible and like a real actual tragic event, but I don't know. Something about it's very interesting to me. So that, that part of my brain was going wild. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a World War One scene. They're doing trenches. Oh my goodness. Ass. They're doing No Man's Land. I mean, it's interesting to me. I don't know. And then it was like, ah, oh, Poirot was a genius then too. Neat. But not yeah. genius enough. I will say, I guess that is something I wanted to ask you, Jack. Real quick, finish it off here. What do you think, like, Poirot's arc was in this movie? Because I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to wrap my head around it. And like I said, clearly a lot of this movie has to deal with love, right? There's like there's like a handful of, of romantic relationships that are at the core of this movie, right? And and as he says several times, like people you know, people are willing to kill for love, and obviously that's kind of the, the ultimate like resolution to all the murders that they were around like supposedly around love, right? And makes you blind and all this and that, and Paro doesn't want to love anymore because he's he was burned and all this and that. But it's like I find that hard to reconcile with the other kind of subplot, which is like Poirot is really smart, but he's not smart enough to save the people he cares about, right? Because that's kind of a motif that's repeated as well. Because you have the captain in the very beginning, and you have yeah. Uke at, at the end, right? But I feel like it doesn't get resolution. I would say the love thing kind of does, because I think the ending sort of implies that he's like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go, right? He he was, you know, he had like this flirtation going with the, the blues slinger throughout the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's like, uh, it, at least, I mean, obviously, you know, you can, your mileage may vary on that one, but I interpret it as being like he was going to try to strike up a relationship with her. Yeah. Right? At, at the club there. But that was kind of a resolution to that one of, like, Poirot decides, like, a- after the events of this movie and everything, that maybe love is worth, like, a try kind of deal, right? Um, like, when he saw what people were willing to do and, like, when he saw how Book was in love and all that, but then, like, there's also the motherly love. Like, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of lovey-dovey right. bullshit, right? But I also don't see how that reconciles with the, like I said, the other plot of, I like, took his Poirot arc as is really smart, he just becomes more jaded. Like, enough. he loses the last bit of what he had, because he loses, like, Book, and then he watches all this stuff about what, what like, love does to people. And, because at the end, when he shaves his mustache, and just shows his scar, I think that's just him, yeah, I like, guess. showing his true face, because the blue singer is like, you're always hiding behind a mask. Someone tells him he's hiding behind a mask. Like, it's, it's not really you, it's like a mask you're putting up. You're not expressing yourself, mm-hmm. really. And I think that shaving shows, because then it shows, like, the scar underneath, like, what he really is, and, like, all the damage he's had. And he's sitting alone as she's singing, like, a sad song. So I don't really think that they're together. I think he just kind of has given up and has become jaded and cynical. And just like, I hate everything. It's, it's, I'm not, oh. I no longer have, like, some vague whimsy to me. I'm just kind of, like, sad. Because really? he, like, bumps into that guy. Yeah, he, he, yeah, that's what I took it as. Like, it's soured him on everything. That's a less. Yeah, because he tries. Like you said, he tries. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like, um, like you said, like, I guess I was thinking he tries to strike it up when he's like perhaps, and then doesn't say anything, and she walks away. Mm -hmm. Like that's him, just like the last, like that was his last chance to like try, and he kind of just thinks he just he just like well that was it. Now he just kind of like hangs around and like shaves his most identifying feature. The people in the bar don't recognize him really, and he sits alone, and there's nobody there, and it's just like a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, I didn't even really like register that. Yeah, the people at the bar because yeah, he like knocks into that right. guy. So in the beginning, he's yeah, the beginning he's like this guest of honor. They're like, oh, poor, 
you know, Mr. Poro, go get over here, the best table, and have all the desserts you want and everything, mm-hmm. right? And at the end, they're just like, hey, hey, buddy, we're closed. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't, gosh. Well, yours is more sad. Yeah. Man. I was, I was taken as like, well, you know, he's like, uh, he's seen all these young people in love and like what, the, and they're willing to die for each other and all this. And his, his friend there was madly in love and he died for it and everything. And he's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to carry that forward because like, <laughs> all these young dead people can't, <laughs> but I can, but you're just like, ah, oh, man, young people are dying and I'm dying. Kinda, None of it matters. Kinda... <laughs> Gosh. Huh? I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess they're kind of equally. Equally plausible. Uh, may, I, I don't think know. he still Maybe wants not, to retire to his. Got, like, he his probably just wants to do garden. detective work. He just doesn't care anymore. Just like work to the bone, like distract himself. Yeah, well, like just, that's a, you know that's life. one of the little twists, right? Is that he wasn't yeah, ever he was just, actually uh, on vacation, following following them, kind of working a different case. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. Look at that. A little bit of conflicting viewpoints. Yeah. Well, li- listener, that's it's for you to decide. Who's if right? The movie was horribly cynical and pessimistic. Horribly cynical. Do like vague optimism? That's or harsh pessimism. <laughs> that's right. That is. And Jack, this uh, is the, I, the I mean, appropriately. The two, uh, you know, most listeners, but the two that's of us truly the duality. Of man. That's the duality of man. Actually, we'll, we'll get into mm-hmm. duality of man in this next little segment. So you, right you now, attack right, right now. Let's get into it. Episode 7 of Euphoria Season 2, The Theater and It's Double. I finally remember the name. I did it. I remember the name. I watched the episode Bravo. and the name was there and I remembered it. This was a pretty good episode, but I, so. I have a little reservation of Lexi's plot. And I'm going I'm to get this out of the way right now before right. we talk about it. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode, a lot of good character stuff. The play itself was very good. I think it's very interesting that they gave her all this money for all these sets. I saw a bunch of memes about the school budget being tanked because Lexi like blew it all out on their budget on their uh, sets. Yeah, but you want to get rid of. The, here's my thing. I get Lexi. past that right away. Just real quick. Lexi, yeah, yeah. So like a stuff. lot of. Yeah, that's like a very common criticism I've seen being levied against this. Is like it's direct because I couldn't even I couldn't even follow it for you know I couldn't even believe it or suspend my disbelief for this because her play was way too good. Right, it had it had far too high of production values. Right. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts, person, on that? Because my thoughts is like, yes, that's definitely true, like in a, in a very literal sense. If if I saw a high school play with that kind of budget, I would be absolutely flabbergasted. Frankly, I don't know if I've ever seen a play yeah. with that high production value. Yeah, I would have to agree. Even at okay. actual venues, it was very. And um, the subject matter that they're getting into, I was like, like that, that whole they allow dance, her to get the into dance it, number. Right? I was like, they would not let that fly. Like that's not a thing that they'd let happen. Mm-hmm. Like. I, Homoerotic right. dance as cool as it, fun as it was, it's like oh that was cool and neat and interesting. Like a oh, lot of the sub, like the, the drugs and like the like oh and and I don't know, just just like a bunch of teenagers talking about getting tits and stuff. I don't think a high school would be totally on board with oh. her doing that. Also, there are no adults. Not a single adult is around backstage yeah. in the like exactly. No one is there. Um, it's like personally, like I think yeah. I, well, my thing is just like if they actually portrayed an accurate high school musical or just play i guess i guess it was a musical um just accurate high school production that would not be interesting to watch mm-hmm. right. so to me that's kind of the beginning and end of it maybe that's a cop-out um i, I will i will definitely concede that but I mean, it's like i feel like nobody actually wants to watch that version <laughs> of the play <laughs> of the fictional play just like the lame poor production value like stage hands are tripping over themselves as they move the sets off in the dark <laughs> version. oh yeah like I, Jack, you and I, as we brought up on the show many a time, we're both in stage crew 
for our respective high schools. Um, so we've got we've got firsthand knowledge. Oh yeah, we've got the inside scoop. And I will totally concede. Uh, not, nothing I ever even sniffed, ever even gleamed was half as good as this. But if you actually showed the real sort of first, it would just be less interesting to watch. Yeah. So what would be the point, mm-hmm. right? I, I guess you're just kind of sacrificing, <laughs> yeah, like interesting visuals, visuals, or, and like, like realism. Yeah, you're just sacrificing all of that at the altar of of stark realism, which has never been this show's strict purview, has it? No, not like, at all. It's a little hyper realistic mm-hmm. at times, and it kind or not hyper. It's kind of or oh, um, the opposite, exaggerated, like an exaggerated realism. Like it's things like it's grounded, but there's, it's exaggerated like a little bit to like you know for entertainment because like and in entertainment like everything has to be kind of, yeah everything has to be like twice as intense as it would be in real life or else you won't be interested like yeah like like it's, I think I literally said that people who do plays like you have to play everything twice as big yeah or else it's not gonna work because you're you can't just be like a new you can't be the emotion everyone else is at because then it's not interesting because it's just like well what am I getting out of this I'm not entertained because I would do this. And here's like it's supposed to be bigger. Everything is bigger. I think I've said some variation of this before uh, here, but like, yeah, the thing about it is that all all fiction is inherently contrived Mm -hmm. because it's all just made up. There is no, (laughs) there is no, no movies, no, no TV shows or anything that are like just that realistic because they're all, they all are made up. I guess like the trick is making it seem hiding hiding the scenes as much as possible. Yeah, that's kind of everything. So. I personally had no problem with it, and it certainly didn't detract from the episode for me. If anything, it definitely yeah, I did too. I really I enjoyed it. it. Was very fun. Yeah. See, now the all thing the sets. I want to bring up about Lexi is that I'm confused on how the show seems to be validating what she's doing with this play because we talked about the possible fallout from this. Mm-hmm. How like she like Lexi's gonna make this play and it's gonna be like. Oh, like almost an exact like it literally is like an exact copy of it's exact like word for word of interactions she's had with people but their names are changed and all the actors look exactly like the people she knows and like almost exactly mm-hmm. and it seems like and but everybody loves the play like maddie and cat and rue and jules and like everybody who's on our side like cassie and nate don't like it but we don't like them but all the characters mm-hmm. we're supposed to like like the show but that but just come validates around. Lexi doing that. They come around to it, but I don't really think they should. Like, I think Lexi should face consequences because she can't, like, like, it sucks, obviously, like, I think we've been saying this, like, it sucks that, like, she doesn't feel, like, seen or stuff. But you, but we've also said you can't just write a play about people you know. Like, you can't just do that. That's not cool. Yeah. And not telling them. And she, like, Fez brings it up. She's like, well, yeah. should I do it? Like, will they be mad? I'm doing it for good intentions. Like, what are your good intentions? This is kind of, like, her intentions seem to be to validate herself. One hundred, like everyone else, be damned. Which I don't think is very good. Like you, like I don't, I wouldn't do. Like I wouldn't do that to my friends. I wouldn't like write all the shitty things they did to me and make me the hero of a story and make all my friends like lesser than me and me the hero. Like that's not how you write a. That's not what. That's not. What, I don't know. Not well adjusted, but you know, like that's not what you do to people you know and like, or claim to like. So it just feels like. Because like, it's getting two episodes, and like based on the preview for the last episode, next episode at least, like the play is stopped, and they all like chase Cassie off as is the bad guy. But it's just like I don't know; it just feels a bit dissonance because also Lexi's being a huge like being an asshole to everybody. 
behind the scenes. Yeah, like, real mean to everyone 100%. for kind of no reason. Yeah, I, I had that same. It's just like, why are they letting her win? Yeah, it just seems weird to me, and I'm I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I I would say maybe I'm being optimistic, but I would I if I had to guess, I would say that there's gonna be more fallout next episode and it isn't gonna be just so simple as everyone did love it um i did i will agree like as i was watching it i was surprised by how quickly yeah like jules rue cat and maddie and all did come around because at first they were pretty surprised and shocked and so I, I i definitely agree it's not a cool thing to do i don't think especially like to be the ones that stood out the most are definitely cassie and again even though we're like not happy with cassie right now it's still not cool cool <laughs> thing to do Especially the way that she portrays Cassie, or the whatever you know, the Cassie character in her play mm-hmm. is not very, not very kind. And also, I think the the Rue ones stood out for me as well. Not because they were very like mean or damning to Rue, just they were they were so very personal that it didn't seem like a thing. It didn't seem fair yeah. for her to be sharing that in a she's such a talking about how like way. her dad's um, dead and how she's digging drugs, like and especially like I feel like I was gonna say especially because. Um, we are shown because we, as the, you know, as the you know, omniscient sort audience. of audience to this, as opposed to like the literal audience for the play at the school, right? They, those people, you know, the average one of their classmates in the audience there might have an idea of who the character is supposed to be, and they're kind of picking up on that side of it. But they certainly do not have the depth of knowledge that we do to know that hey, these scenes are directly ripped, right? Like, this mm-hmm. isn't just inspired by her relationship with Rue and how Rue's suffered that loss and all that. No, this is a direct conversation she had with her friend, her best friend, when her best friend's dad died of cancer. And it's like, that's a very personal thing to just put in a play with yeah, without like, consent. Or like, I mean, like, but like, not even bringing it up, not asking, like, not, not getting any feedback, not not changing things to the level of like plausible deniability. Like, no, she's just adapting it. Yeah. Like, it is a one to one. Again, it really like, is like, like yeah. it's so yeah. it's so direct that anyone who is in who would be in like their not even in their circle but like aware of their circle, right? Like know who Lexi is even ancillarily and like know who she hangs out with. She'd be like, ah, so it's it's literally just Lexi and all her friends. Now that that's crazy. Huh? I wonder if they're like that in real life, mm-hmm. man. I, I didn't even know Rue was doing a bunch of drugs and things. Like, even that's if it's weird. like, well, you we don't the audience the literal audience doesn't know. Like, these are, like, direct one-to-one scenes, but I feel like that thought would enter your brain. Like, if I was watching a show, or watching a, like, if someone in my high school that I wasn't really friends with, like, put on a play, and I was sitting there, and they're talking about their life, I'm like, alright, or, like, they're, the character's doing a life, and they're like, there were five of us, and then blah blah blah, blah and all the actors kind of looked like other people I knew, and I was like, huh, that whatever her name i don't know nancy i don't remember the who the who what rue's name is changed to i'll call her nancy for the sake of argument nancy this nancy character also has a dad that's that passed away and also went to rehab that sounds a lot like rue okay if two things are true how much else of this is true like how direct are we going i feel like even if you don't know you would start to assume like all right where where's the line between like show reality and fantasy like where are we jumping off here and that's just like i don't know it's weird yeah it's just like a weird thing to let her get away with that's not really mean like oh oh, that thing was 12 seconds late like like what it was two seconds too late i really i'm like you're not rehearse this why are you 
Why are you being was, so fucking I was mean to everybody? Well, the thing you mentioned earlier that like it's unfortunate. Like you said, yes, like obviously we're sympathetic to Lexi throughout this show for you know her own issues. And again, as we've reiterated the past couple weeks, the self you know professed overarching theme of this entire show, the whole point of it is to try to learn empathy better, right? And so obviously we're trying to be mm-hmm. empathy, empathetic to Lexi, of course. But yeah, like you said, this idea that like despite all her whatever else she got going on, the fact that. The second she's given her, you know, her own, like, mod- yeah, her in the own sun. 50 minutes of fame, her own modicum of control, she has this this area in which she does have power and is seen and heard that, like, she she turns to evil. <laughs> she's the dark side. She goes to the it's dark just, side. She's like Ray in the fucking last day. She's like, man, you just took the dark side just, so quickly. Ran, what like, was that? So, like, the second she has... Yeah, we didn't even try yeah, to. She has some control. She's immediately like, "I'm, I'm in charge. I'm the, I'm the boss around here. I can, I could replace you all. I hate you. You're nothing, right?" She's doing the exact things that she has hated her whole life and has always, you know, brought her so much pain of like feeling like she isn't seen and heard and like feeling that like she's being ignored, right? She's turning around to that light mm-hmm. guy and be like, "You're nothing. I could replace you with anyone. You don't mean anything." Like yeah, also, like he, he volunteered to do this. He could just leave. It. And what if he None just left? them are being paid. She actually yeah. gets a, it's Why a are sweet gig for like him. This? He's not getting paid. He's not getting any future gigs no, out of this. He's not getting, no one's Once he graduates high school, he'll never touch a light board again. I did. Like he'll never I do haven't. any. Yeah, I, I've never done anything. I, I would have liked to, but you know, there's not really you know chances. Even without you know the whatever happened, the like weird part in 2020 where I all fell asleep for a year. That's right, and nobody went outside. But I was the light asleep. guy I want to buy production. I was that guy. I was him. I was never the light guy. I did that exact thing. I was a, I was and, a stagehand. Uh, nobody ever screamed at me. I probably would have cried if I got that kind of operation no. at 15 <laughs> at, a, at, a, at an unpaid high school. I, pr- I probably would have just left. I'd have been like, all right, fuck you. Yeah, you think I care? He's going to affect me. What are you going to do to me if you I don't? You think I care what happens? You're going to be mad at me in school? You're going to graduate. You think I care what happens to the Saturday? Yeah, I would you I would just turn all the lights on and left. Oh, all the way up. House lights and everything. You yeah, think I care lights. what happens to the Saturday yeah. matinee of a Christmas carol? I'll burn <laughs> this whole thing to the ground. <laughs> you think I care about Shrek the musical? Uh, but yeah, I I did think that was very interesting and definitely, you know, deliberate, right? This idea that she immediately mm-hmm. was like using it. She also is becoming a dick. And you're right. She's definitely getting um the wrong kind of feedback like She's getting positive feedback for it when she shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Everyone's loving it. They're they're going crazy for this show. You know, Bobby's calling her a genius and all that. But again, yeah, I mean, we, we obviously haven't seen the end of it. This is this is the first time this show has directly done a uh, like a to be continued thing. So I will definitely see. I was surprised for that. I did not. Yeah, see I didn't either. Coming. It makes me wonder how much more of this play they have to show uh, because ultimately, the, the sort of other thing about her show. That's also kind of lame is like it really hasn't it doesn't not have an overarching sort of story to it yet. Really, right? Like I don't no. know what it's trying to say. Yeah, I can't. It's really... kind of a bunch of disjointed vignettes of just like ah, these are traumatic, like pretty personal moments from my here life. Go, like, yeah, and here's here like go. a dance number. Here's all these here's Ethan playing a hundred oh, parts. We we gotta bring that up, um, Jack. Ethan, our boy, long professed yeah. best character on this show by us. He's had he's he's finally Finally, oh, yeah. the recognition he's, he's, he's his so crown deserves, Jack. The greatest actor of his time, <laughs> Only greater even than Marky Mark. Uh, the greatest, act, the current Meryl the Street, actor of our time. <laughs> Leonardo Shaw. DiCaprio, never heard of him. Brad Pitt couldn't some, even be bothered. Potatoes. This is the reign oh, yeah, of he's... Ethan, King Ethan. 
long, long may he reign. reign. Where's that man's Oscar? He deserves one. He's the most versatile. I mean, what a what a chameleon oh, yeah. that man is. He played Nate and Lexi and Cassie's mom. I mean, come on. And who else did he play? He played somebody. He played the cameraman. Yes, the cam- he had a fake oh, mustache on and everything. The, that was picture day photographer. I really felt that that was his big role. He was so excited about oh, <laughs> cameraman photographer. photographer. It's like, I got the part. It really puts it in perspective as well. What, doesn't it? That he was like, I got the part. And she was yeah. just like, oh, whatever. By the part. He meant every other part parts. that wasn't like the five main every, characters he's and He's like Alexi. every man. Oh, he also is at one point. He's the guy yeah, who's like, like, man, I wish I had. I would have had sex with, with Lexi, Lexi. Whatever she Clydesdale. Called. I don't know her last name. Howard? Howard, yes. You Howard. remember that part, right? She's like, this is what I wished people would think. And then she's, yeah, she's like, I wish, and then she's like old and drunk and like, man, I wish I. And then he's like, you and everybody else, brother. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. I, too. I even he's texted just, uh, he's all Pod that him playing Nate is truly that, the great duality of man. The ultimate good really playing is. the ultimate yeah. evil. But that just shows you how good he is, that he can distort his own. Personality so much to become some, no, something. No, so I want to talk about how as a, as a funny that's unintentionally funny that scene is when Nate's watching that dance number and he's getting all uncomfortable because it's like making fun of him because yeah, it's clearly him. Obviously, he knows and uh, and he leaves and, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Because that's homophobic <laughs> as fuck. Right? I'm just like, it's so weird hearing him have this a progressive take, being like, "That's not cool to portray them like that. They're not caricatures. You could just throw around I- people." And he's like, I thought the same. My house. And I was like, what the fuck? The thing you gotta remember, though, is that you know Nate Jacobs is a master uh, gaslight, you know, girl boss gatekeeper. So it doesn't really mean yeah. that because we know he's like pretty horrible. He's, he's no ally. He's right? a, it's a part where he like <laughs> tries no, to no. beat up his dad and call him an F slur or whatever. So he's not actually that concerned about it. He just knows that that's like an effective thing to say that won't won't be met with argument, right? If you're like, guys, that's actually bad because it's homophobic. No one's going to be like, I disagree. Right, yeah, but that I'm going to stand up for the for the homophobia. I think we should be homophobic at school. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think we should yeah, have no more homophobia. So he's got a pretty frankly argument. No, right, yeah. And uh, what I was going to say is uh, that kind of uh, ties into like his reaction. Ties into what I was saying earlier about like people being like, well, if that's true, because like that's very clearly Nate. If they go, okay, that that girl's Maddie, so that guy that Ethan is playing, our my our good pal Ethan, the best guy in school we all love, uh, he's clearly supposed to be Nate Jacobs, and now Nate Jacobs, the character that is Nate Jacobs, is doing a homoerotic gym dance scene. I wonder how true that is, because everything else has been kind of accurate. So I might kind of flip on him a little bit. Everyone might be whispering behind his back and. Taking away See, some of his edge. they been doing that the whole time, though? Since because I I thought it was you know kind of established that the rumor had been going around that he had all those dick pics on his phone and everything. Surely, right? So I don't right, know if it's totally right. out of left field, but again, it's idea. it's all about like how plugged in you are, right? Like you said, I, I like that that idea of like maybe say maybe you know Rue kind of well, basically. You 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 got math class with Rue, right? You know that Rue is an addict and and that her dad did have cancel it like you said and so you're like well that part's true about rue that's interesting and then now you extrapolate you say well i don't know shit about nate jacobs but i guess that's accurate and i really don't know maddie very well but that kind of checks out <laughs> and like you just kind of you kind of piece it together mm-hmm. so someone who wasn't clued in all of a sudden is like man I, I know a lot more about uh about maddie and and nate and cassie than i really ever ever had any right <laughs> man, to know <laughs> this is neat <laughs> 
I'm a teenager, so this is neato. Uh, I I'm not capable of wrapping my head around the moral implications of this. I like this gossip. This I'm is tell- neat. This is neato. Rad. <laughs> That's one of my Snapchat story. Oh, Jack, the Snapchat um, story is out of that. But play. I got are going Holy wild. God, can you imagine? I can't even oh, imagine, bro. Twitter, that, Twitter, that's going to be the a snap, fucking the snap map? movie, so to speak, snap as the kids say. It's just a million different people who posted the, <laughs> who like, 20 seconds into that dance were like, I'm, I'm putting this on yeah. Snapchat, and they all just took <laughs> just out the same ones. <laughs> There's 40 different Different angles, that. different audio qualities, people have different phones yeah. with different, like, uh, different ages. Exactly. Someone's got an Android, so you can't even see what's happening. Isn't there. <laughs> the last one I want to say about the play is that when Cassie walks over to the glass and is breathing on it, I was like, who thought that was a good shot? Did the director go, yeah, that'll look menacing. Cassie breathing like a <laughs> velociraptor into the glass. Yeah, it's a very fine line, isn't it? Between actually intimidating and kind of ridiculous. But I think that's maybe, again, maybe I give a lot of credit to this show, than it, more so than maybe it deserves sometimes. But maybe that is kind of intentional, because like, it, it, that felt like a person trying to be intimidating, right? Like for all of Cassie's, right, like, yeah. like we made fun of her earlier this season. Like I'm, I'm crazier than uh, I'm even cra- crazier than Maddie. You should be scared of me, if anything. For all of that nonsense, right? We've never again, oh, we've yeah. never actually seen that. So maybe that's her trying to be scary, right? Cassie's all like, mm-hmm. I'm a scary person, and this is my, this is my angry face, girl, my my evil face. Um, yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of wild that she. I mean, we don't really need to tread water again on Cassie, I guess, because ultimately there's no progress made. But still, be still mean. Yeah, still continues that. to be annoying that she's just she's just picked him over everyone else in her life. Down to that moment, which is mm-hmm. uh, no good, where she's literally just like, "You can do whatever you want. I'm your I'm your everything and all that." I was like, "That's not a. I don't like this scene. Yeah, I don't care for it. They're all like in the dark, but and they're like. I will say, like, I think uh, that does a good job of like oh, good. really cut to the heart of what we're supposed to be getting from her storyline, and again the the empathy, the, the empathy that we are supposed to feel for her, which is that moment of like, he's like, man, aren't you gonna like? Don't you care what people think about you? Like people are gonna think about it, and then she's like, well, at least I'll be loved, right? That is the core of mm-hmm. her character, right? And it really bolted onto that, which was, you know, just convenient, I, I guess, <laughs> at least. If anyone was confused, at least they, it should, was they should be caught up yeah. at that point. You want to go down the list of everyone? Yeah, sure. I was gonna. I was gonna. Well, I think reactions? I was gonna say because we like took the big parts of the play. We could do Fez okay. and then do everybody else because like they don't really like everybody else doesn't really have yeah. a huge role with the reaction. Sure, let's do Fez then. Because like the two big chunks, and then we'll do like we'll do like the the uh, miscellaneous mm-hmm. stuff. So Fez isn't getting to that play. <laughs> he's uh. At, He's definitely going to die. He's his time. His clock. He's either dying or going to jail. I would say that the preview stuff for next week suggests the latter. But you know, it could also be like a he's arrested and then he tries something crazy and gets shot as well, kind of thing. You know, it could, could be any number of things. But yeah, yeah. Right. So it's definitely a law-based one, uh, not a first thing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, can't can't say I'm going to be overly upset as long as no one dies. I'm probably going to be like, you know what, the man probably shouldn't be selling those drugs. <laughs> Very yeah, yeah hard he's drug. selling hard he's drugs. Not, to he, he ain't just selling a little bit of weed. Uh, my man is uh again, as I've said before, ruined count you know literally countless lives. We we have no way of knowing the toll that he's exacted on the world, um, so that he could get his his money. And you know, obviously, again, I'm a broken I'm a, I'm a broken record here, but you know, 
empathetically, I can be like, we understand why he ended up there, and it's all he's ever known and all that. You know, yada yada, we get it. But, at the same time, I can be like, yeah, I yeah, still yeah. don't think he should do that, though, and I don't think it's a morally great thing. And probably getting his 13-year-old brother some kind of wake-up call and out of that yeah. existence is probably better in the long term, right? For the best. Um, he's already kind of yeah, ruined. Like, he's, he does not act... Yeah, he, he doesn't act like a 13-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever the hell he's supposed to be, should. Frankly, the damage mm-hmm. may already be done, but if there's a chance to, like, have that guy not live Recovering. a life that is entirely... Yeah, entirely devoted to crime. Space. That'd probably be not the worst. Thing. Ideal, I'd say. I'd say. I'd say ideal. Yeah, really. So I'd, better I'd than not the worst ideal. thing you would say. Yeah, I'd say better than not the worst thing. Which you know, sometimes that's all you can hope yeah. for. What do we think? Where do, where do you think the the Faye thing was suggesting? Because I couldn't tell if she was going to betray Fez for her boyfriend or her. Boyfriend yeah, I was kind of leaning. I was like kind of leaning towards her. Really she she betraying kinda, her boyfriend for Fez because she's like talking to him and like she's been living. Oh, over. hey, you're uh, we're a tie. It's uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, one thing I kept like I kept having to remember like when I kept cutting between like the play and Fezco getting ready, I kept thinking that like. This, these were happening parallel concurrently with each other. I was like, Fez, you gotta get to that play. You've missed like most of it. <laughs> but I was like, wait, that's probably not what I meant to take uh-huh. from this. This is this is before. Like he just never showed up because all yeah. of this is going to happen before the play starts. And I had to like click that in my brain because I was like, oh, time is linear. What's happening? Fisco, <laughs> you're like an hour late to this play. Fisco, you you're not gonna see it. Fisco, you're not gonna be lost. You're gonna be like, Lexi, what the hell was that play about, man? It was so confusing. Why were they it dancing? Because you missed it. Because I had to watch Stand By Me at least <laughs> twice to get I'll say, it was making fun of him. I did very much enjoy the, the scenes we got of him and Lexi talking. Because um, he was actually, ironically, the voice of reason by far in those discussions. Where she's like, it's totally fine that I'm putting people I know in real life into my play. And he's like, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that if that was me. And she's like, but what if I think it's okay to do? And he's like, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be up to me, ultimately. Uh, it's gonna really going to depend what you yeah. do, I suppose. She's like, but what if it's, what if it's good mm-hmm. reason? It's like, what if I'm good? He's what, like, yeah, de- definitely going to depend reason. what you do. He's like, it, it really yeah. is going to be reliant on what, what kind of play you've created here, yeah. Lexi. I, just, I did it for a good reason. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to know the scenario, thing Lexi, first. In, in what's the result? I don't know what that, I don't, that is. I don't know what your motives were. So I'm just going to go off what I see. So it's really going to be base. I'm going to call it like I see it. If I don't like what I see, that's how I'm I'm going to call. The calls. Am I, am, am I, am I breaking it down for you? <laughs> yeah, her just being like... It's also funny that he's being so clear, but he's also like yeah. high, he's also just smoking a joint, so he's just high as shit talking to her. He's like, yeah, man, I really I don't, I don't know think you should think about this more. I thought this all the way through, frankly. <laughs> Maybe don't do it. Yeah, like I really yeah, think... I thought, I thought that was good. Get back to the teacher thing. As soon as I thought of, doubling I think there can't be a teacher in this play, because if I was a teacher and I read this, and I'd be like, wait a minute, this character's a lot like Rue... What's, I don't know Rue's last name. This Rue from my Rue Bennett. I know this girl. She had, her family had a terrible tragedy, and she also is going through a lot. Lexi, did you write this play about Rue? This is too close. Uh, you should not do this. I'm gonna tell the principal we're gonna get this shut down. <laughs> this yeah. is not good. Did you ask them? I'm gonna ask them if they know about this. This is your sister. This sounds it's like also a, that. Did, does your sister know you're doing this? It's a similar cat too. Like, like I know like all I, these I, girls. I said about um Cassie in the first earlier in the season when she was all like, yeah, but it was you know. 
they weren't actually together, so technically I didn't actually do anything wrong. And then it's like, then why did you hide it, right? It's a similar kind of thing. Lexi's all like, you know, but it's a good reason. Why would they be mad? Yeah. But she also clearly is worried about them being mad enough to ask him and to, like, hide it and sneak around about it. She clearly knows that what she's doing very well may upset people. Mm-hmm. She just wants, again, like, plausible deniability for herself. She wants to wipe her own conscience clean. Like, yeah, but I, you know. I know they're going to be upset, but that's not my fault kind of thing. I didn't actually do anything wrong. And it's like, well, you know, if what you're doing upsets people, then it is your fault that they're upset. Like, just logically, right? Like, <laughs> it kind of follows. You can mince words about it all yeah, you want, but you ultimately, if the thing you did is mm-hmm. what upset them, exactly. then it's, you are yeah, the one who upset like, them. Oh, well, I mean, I think my reasons are good. It's like, but what is her reason? What reason does she have? Because I think her reason isn't actually good. Her reason yeah. is I want to, I want to be the hero. That's the reason. Like she like whatever explanation she gives in the show, like I think that's what we're meant to take is that she doesn't actually have a good reason. She's just like, what if I did? Cuz she never tells Fez the reason. She just says if I had a good reason, which makes it seem like she doesn't. She just did this, realized maybe it wasn't going right and then, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think ultimately her reason, it, yeah, like you said, is pretty, is probably selfish. It's like, I want to make this play and I want to fill it with as much, um, like, as much of these, like, explicit and, like, really dramatic and over the top details so that people are like, wow, this, this play's crazy. But not, and I think, again, I think it's kind of what we're going to take is like, everyone's freaking out of the play, but probably for the wrong reasons, right? That audience is not like, man, this is, this is, quite the you know this is quite a piece of uh of, of masterful literature right here like uh, we we are seeing a true shakespeare in our time right Bra- bravo your, your analysis is is breathtaking lexi howard no what they're doing is like man this is crazy <laughs> holy shit i didn't know rude did all that like and she wanted to fill it with a much of those like salacious details and like you said portray herself as the hero surrounded by like what was me all of all of these people around me i've got i've got my sister over here who's an idiot a dumb blonde dummy who has no self-esteem even though she's beautiful and smart and then i have my friend who left me for drugs even though i'm a good friend and read her poetry and then i have i've this and that my mom's an alcoholic and i'm i'm the only sane person around and so that like she's gonna get this attention afterwards everyone's gonna be like lexi your boy was crazy oh my gosh which again we know that it's because she truly is like desperate for attention in like a, a very real and sad way mm-hmm. but she's she's definitely overcorrected on this and she didn't oh, fill yeah. it with definitely. all these details because it's this is the story that she needed to tell or anything again i mean maybe the conclusion will will sway us a little but as of right now it does just seems like she's like what is the most crazy shit i can put in here like she's just been keeping a journal of like this is the crazy shit that happened today like and we literally see that a couple times right what, what episode is it that she, like, runs into a room and yeah. like, I gotta write this fucking down? Is it after Rue has her, her like, relapse, breakdown, uh, and, like, is going crazy in their in their house, right? Does, I, and then she's, like, and then she's, like, uh, she reveals that Cassie's been with Nate and all that, and, like, it just goes crazy, and she's, like, I'm gonna, shit, I'm gonna, hold on. <laughs> you can't just directly translate, write yeah. down all the things I mean, that happen. I think the, best, like, the most, I, the most dramatic, I think the better example of what you're talking about your is life, the scene like, where she's doing the audition and it cuts between the actress trying yeah. out for Cassie and Cassie saying the lines, like saying what the person ha- she wrote down. Like it's like really cuts between to show that they're exactly the same. It's like, for, yeah, like yeah, verbatim, guess, you couldn't change a little like, bit. 
clearly she's just picking the most crazy details of people around her to translate to this play. She's not actually, like, trying to tell some story about her life beyond just, like, look at all the crazy, insane, dramatic things that happen around me, right? It's like the Instagram of autobiographical plays, right? You only post your most interesting moments. No one's posting their normal day-to-day on their Instagram, right? She's not actually accurately portraying what her life is like, right? And that's what, what is the, that's like what the play is called, right? Like, this is our life or whatever, the story of us or whatever the fuck bullshit's name she had, right? The thing is, she's not actually doing that. She's just doing the yeah, most, yeah. the most dramatic, interesting parts that people would want to see in a play. And then they can be like, oh my you're, god, you're like, a brand, so you're, brilliant you're playwright. Brilliant. Transcend all Truly things. a Shakespeare in our time. So do you, okay, do you want to get to the, uh, yeah. the little individual reactions, character stuff? So Maddie, like we said, yeah, to her, she started off pretty like, what the hell is this play about us? And then she kind of came around a couple reasons, right? One is definitely because it made they she perceived it as making fun of Nate, and she thought that was funny, because she's mad at Nate at the moment, right? That's pretty good. Also, it made fun of Cassie, right, yeah. who she's also mad at. But then they also have that moment of that, it shows that moment of genuine friendship between them, right? Her and Cassie. And I think that kind of like maybe mm-hmm. softened her heart a little bit on that whole issue, right? That maybe, maybe she herself is, yeah, I definitely is think getting a little bit of empathy for her, her once Her friend. fallen friend. And, uh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I don't know how, let's, I don't do Cat next because they're sitting next to each other. Does Cat come around because Ethan's in it? And she thinks that's funny? I don't know. I feel like there's nothing really, Cat, there's nothing focused on Cat as a person that would be like, oh, that's sweet. Or that made her better. It just was like, oh, Ethan's in it. And I think that's funny. Yeah, baby. I can't believe my ex-boyfriend's Maybe. doing that, who I gaslit Between that infinity. and also making fun of Nate, who she probably also just doesn't like. Maybe. She also, in the same vein, though, she didn't have any reason yeah. to really have a problem with it because, yeah, it, it just didn't focus on her much either way, right? So she doesn't have to be like, I can't believe they said mm-hmm, that about yeah. me because it didn't really say much about her. Right, yeah, yeah. Kind of like this, this season of the show in general. <laughs> for Kat. Although we did get the cutaway sort of scene where it showed that she returned to camming, right? So we got that little movement in her story. Actually, similarly yeah, for Maddie, we also had the cutaway scene for her where we showed what she actually said. After uh, when... The night that she... Yeah, right, when the... When which the I would definitely up Cassie's spot. a much more, like, emotional kind of conversation than you would thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like, you bitch, I'm gonna kill you. I'm angry. It was an actual, like, genuine moment of, like, hey, you're my friend, and you betrayed me in, like, a very... Yeah, exactly. It was more hurt me? than just yeah. angry. It was more it, hurt. Absolutely, right? Like, you, you've genuinely broken a, a real friendship that we had, and I wouldn't do this to you. And I want you to, like, look me in the eye, at least. Like, that's the least you could do for me, and then she can't even do that, right? Like, it's, you're pretty much, like... Yeah. I, not that we were ever really on Team Cassie being with, but I, definitely even more fully, like, yeah. Maddie's just in the right on this one. We also oh, get absolutely. the scene of her... 100%. Um, with the the mom of the boy she's nannying or whatever, right? Again. And um, I... Mm-hmm. It seems to be the consensus, and I, I definitely as well, is that it's suggesting that um, she's moving away for college, right? Is that the vibe? Yeah. yeah. That's, like what I, that's what I assume. Yeah. That she's graduating. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to be yeah, around yeah, yeah. to babysit anymore. That's interesting, too. That's a good bit of tidbit. Um, if she did get the dress, which is... She I guess, that is that, do we think that's like the the full kind of culmination of that little plot thread of like, yeah, it must be, it must not have been that big of a deal. I mean, I guess she's not, no, I guess it wouldn't have been that big of a because Maddie's not yeah, so. taking anything. So, yeah, I, she's I, not, 
I wouldn't mind if that was it. Yeah. So like, I guess it's not the worst. The mom realized she'd been trying it on, and I was like, you know what? I like this girl. Yeah. She can have this dress that she likes to try on. It's not no skin off my back. Yeah, mm, I was get another be, one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and if if yeah. big if true, I think yeah. because if she actually gets away from East Island there and like doesn't see Nate anymore, because Nate's ambitions are the opposite, right? He wants to stay there and take his father's business and all that. Um, then. Yeah, then she could truly like because that's where his power could be good for her, right? She's like, you know what? I'm going away for college. I'm actually getting out of this place. I've decided I don't oh, want to yeah. be with him forever. I've finally, fully yeah, I definitely fully think so. moved past that. Oh, sorry, my voice um, cracked that'd there. That'd be cool for her. Uh, let's do. I guess Jules isn't really. There's something really about Jules. So yeah, just yeah, they're looking over each other, looking a lot, over at Rue a lot. I mean, we learned that they haven't been talking to each other since yeah, Jules or Rue's yeah, the intervention and Rue's the intervention massive like spiral there. Yes, her uh, her burning bridge is torn. Warpath. The, the bridge, is, the bridge has remained charred. Uh, they haven't rebuilt it yet. Oh yeah, smoldering, smoldering, absolutely even cinders. Um, gone, reduced to ashes. <laughs> reduced to ashes. That burned that CD. So that's that's good. But yeah, they you know they're clearly got yeah. something to work through, which is good, I guess, because we would like them to. I guess that would be cool in a you know yeah, in the fictional sense. I don't. I guess I don't know. Again, it's so tough. I get the point of the show. But like, I was, do we really yeah. want them to end up together? Should they? Hard, Hard to say. say. I'm, I'm leaning towards probably not because uh, the mo- twice now Jules has just cheated point. on her. And I feel like just, it doesn't, they don't yeah. play it up enough in the show, but it's definitely true. She just cheats. Like She's worried about Elliot Crazy. trying to fuck I mean, through, and then she's like, actually, what if I fucked it's Elliot? It's quite the Unar first card. What if I beat her to the punch? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Talk about fucking never seen that coming. I'd never see that coming. So I was like, it's, well, it's actually, tough. it only works in a, whoa, 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 in like a whatever bi sort of lesbian relationship they got going on. It's tough. That's very modern, Jack, is what I'm saying. It's yeah. quite progressive. Because I wouldn't be expected to be it's very progressive by <laughs> now, my partner with someone I wanted to cheat on them with as well. It's it's, it's yeah, a it's, lot of layers. It's, it's, it's a, a real switcheroo, off, frankly. It's, it's, it's it really is. double switcheroo. Uh, and, and speaking of rue. I yeah. was surprised she that she's the first it. person to get on board with it. Totally agree. I really didn't think she would be. Which, honestly, like, if Rue was like, Lexi, that was a fucking awful 100%. thing you did, I would be like, yeah, Rue, you're right. That's shitty. <laughs> if I went to rehab, let's say, I'll say right now, it's like, if my dad died and I went to rehab, and then you made a play about it, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me song. you were doing this? I am, I am going to have to force it. It's out in the world. It's out of my hands. Doing speakable things to your father to make it accurate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. Oh, well, why has to be least, accurate? At least you give me it. That's right. I mean, hey, it's, it's art. The things you do for art. No, you, you have suffer to for suffer your art. art. Yeah. No, well, you know, someone's gonna suffer. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. But no, someone's, I totally gonna, someone's gonna suffer. Um, I did find surprise. I I feel like I was more upset by the stuff, the Rue stuff that was included than she was. So I was like, man, that's, that doesn't seem like something you should share. And then Rue's like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. kind of nice. That was a good memory we had. Sweet. Which is good, like, for her character-wise, that she's maybe taking something positive from it. I mean, that's good. Um, I did love mm-hmm. her faces throughout the whole thing. Rue does the best, I guess Zendaya, whatever, but Zendaya as Rue does the best reaction face in this show. Like, all the time. They're just like, hey, any- anyone else seeing this? Huh? Huh? <laughs> like, she's in a row, seemingly by herself. I mean, I don't <laughs> think literally, but the way it's filmed, at least, it looks that way. But then, like, something will happen, and she'll just be like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. Am I right, Phyllis? Like, 
<laughs> yeah, she's looking around at Melba. Like, when crazy, the crazy. That's wild. She's just like, huh? Come on, this is pretty crazy, huh? Oh, ooh, uh, is anyone else seeing this? Crazy? Is it just me? I mean, come on. <laughs> is anyone else seeing this? I did, What's I do going on? She just comes straight. I've always liked that because she, she, that, that's been well, like a, since episode one through thing. Like I gotta say, the first time she meets Jules, and Jules cuts herself in the in the house, and then she's just like, huh? I mean, come on. I mean, you gotta go talk oh, to that person. Oh. I mean. So I did think that yeah. was fun. And again, <laughs> maybe it's good for her that she's like, "Hey, me and Lexi were friends. I wasn't always a piece of trash. I wasn't always like a that I love. Yeah. Maybe I can be like that again. Like, I'm a capable of love. Maybe I'm exactly. capable of feeling Deserving love, of, of receiving love from someone. Of, perhaps receiving and uh, sending love, dealing out, sending, dealing out, love, beaming out. love directly into another person." <laughs> Transmute love? Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, I don't know what, they, what the kids are doing these days with it. Now, now that we got everyone actually, what do you think is going to happen this next episode? Because this to be continued kind of threw me off because I was like, all right, so what are we doing? Like, what's what's happening next? Yeah. How are we going to play the season yeah, finale? Yeah, it is. Um, this is the season finale, I, though, right? I've had the it's same eight? thoughts here, Jack, because I feel like there's not going to be enough time to wrap up every plot thread. Right, um, especially oh, because, all. like, I mean, I don't. know, We could just kind of go down the list, right? Like, I think this Lexi one could have some wrap up, right? In the sense of like, we see this play finish and the fallout from that, yeah. right? Um, and then she learns her lesson and is goes carries that in forward in the next season. I'm like, oh gosh, I went too far and like I ended up hurting people the same way I've been hurt. That's tough. Okay, I I can see that happening, but then it's like. I don't think we will we'll get a a really satisfying conclusion to like the Cassie Nate one necessarily, right? Um, at least not that I would want, because either mm-hmm. it's just gonna fizzle out, which would be pretty lame conclusion to that of like Cassie just like, oh, I guess I didn't like him, but I don't know. It feels like there's not been enough build up to that, right? We've had seven episodes straight of her like doubling down at every turn about it, right? Yeah. So feel very lame if next episode she just out of nowhere came to her senses just like that, right? And was just like, oh, wait, actually, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, And I, you know, I don't feel like I have enough time to play it out meaningfully otherwise, but I don't know. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that Nate stuff, uh, because like, I think the f- she literally yeah. says, like we talked about last episode, she's like, I ruined my whole life for you. Well, you don't say along with them, but like, yeah. actually, I'm all right now. That's, I don't care anymore. It's like, what? Then again, what was even the point of that whole fucking work? Why do we do that? Why do we waste well. time doing this? I'm not sure. Um, yeah. For... Ooh, I don't know. So, for Cat, I don't know what she's gonna do. Well, she, yeah, I think tough. She's pretty much, she really does seem to have the rest. All those things seem to kind of be true about her, <laughs> her character this season. I would guess maybe like she'll be like, maybe she'll apologize to Ethan and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I wasn't really like." She kind of come to her senses and like like being adult about it, and then they can kind of part on better terms. Yeah, they can part as like yeah, for sure. If I not friends, that, I think like, that's you know definitely mutual uh, respect. Possible. I would say Maddie. Hopefully, like the thing we said earlier is true. She'll just leave, like the her and this season will just be like, you know, I'm going to college away from here. Fucking, won't see you, won't see you people again. <laughs> um, yeah, smell you later. Fez, he's going to jail or dying. Um, straight up, and, and he will not be on the next season of the show. Uh, oh, 100 in any capacity because he will be in prison or dead. Uh, we talked about before the either or. It doesn't matter or, de- or dying. <laughs> um, as we talked about. He was not supposed to even live past the first season <laughs> no, initially, and I think they're going to make good on that. 
He's on exactly. He's on borrowed time. So he's on borrowed so time. I think they're gonna make good on that. Um, who else we got? I think Nate could do something horrific. Nate could like kill Ethan or something. I like something oh, to that effect. Beat him horrifying. horribly as he's known to do, Ethan or man. literally like take that final step, like the basically the one thing he's short of actually having done so far to people, right? Which is like murder. I he's, I feel like he's gonna do something, right? Revenge, yeah, he's got a quote like he's, revenge for this. He's, yeah, he might just like attack their. He really, might attack Lexi yeah, or either way. Uh, attack their house or something. I think he's gonna do something horrible in in revenge for this, though. And then I will say something I'm mm-hmm. on. I'm, I'm kind of shaky about is the conclusion to Rue's plotline this season because I don't see how they would have enough time because they've kind of let it go by the wayside the past couple of episodes for for the. Uh, she owes $10,000 to dangerous drug dealers thing. I don't see where they're going with that. And they kind of, maybe that'll yeah. be like a twit. They'll yeah. be like, hey, yeah. surprise, you forgot about this? Like, very end of the episode, season finale thing, like, hey, we kidnapped Rue. She's in a box. <laughs> We've got her. And like, that could be like a cliffhanger kind of ending. Yeah, ex- yeah <laughs> exactly. Fucking, I could totally see something Lord of Chaos to that there. effect happening of like a twist, like, Hey, we got her. Get fucked. Especially with, we didn't really talk about this, but her, the scene she has with her mom this episode, where her mom was like, you know what? Fuck you. I've decided I don't care. I'll do whatever. Which, while you do sympathize with, uh, with, uh, Leslie there, I do not think that's the right thing to say to your suicidal drug addict daughter in any capacity. I understand no. she's at the end of a rope there, but that's, I feel like what she said there bridged too far. You asking me, I'm only going to focus on Oh, yeah. Just like, actually, I don't care. Do what you want. Like, no, that is, that is not the way to do it, I feel like. But, like, you kind of could see how those could feed together, right? Her mom's told her, like, you know what? I cannot devote the time to this. If you want to kill yourself with drugs, if you want to go down that road again, then you can do it. And we know she's not going to rehab because of the that, right? So I could totally see this scenario being, like, Rue goes missing, and then her mom's just like, you know what? She just, she made her choice, clearly. And I'm not even going to worry about it. And then that's like this plot line where she's being trafficked by uh, Lori and them. I could totally see that as being the end. Or not that. Something much more happy where like she oh, yeah. she uh, makes amends and, and starts to like rebuild her relationship with uh, Rue. Or like uh, Jules. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there you Rue go. Stay with her mom. Oh, my God. Wait. Yes. Ethan, Ali, so yeah, Joseph's dad. Maybe that will be a more positive one. Where they'll be like, hey, mom. let's work. Let's try again. I don't know if that's too samey to like the thing they did at the very beginning of this season, but I'd be down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah, I feel like we covered most. I covered most everybody. Covered most. Yeah, people. I think it was everybody. Um, yeah, uh, I thought that's actually Cal. I, Cal I would agree. Found the I think it. I think it works see. much better and has a lot more impact. If he really so does, just fuck off at the end of the, what was that, fourth or fifth episode? Fourth episode? And just doesn't come back for the rest yeah. of the season, and we don't see what he did. Because he really does go on a on a on some kind of <laughs> spirit quest of some kind, I don't know. He finds himself. Yeah, um, some kind of, yeah. exactly. Some kind of homoerotic, homoerotic quest where he finds himself. Spirit quest. Decides what he really wants in life. And good for him, you know? Yeah, good, good on him. him. You know, he's, yeah, no. Too bad he cheated on his wife. Is that really his fault, his son, though, frankly? Sometimes, you know, he it's one of those realizations. I don't know, the cheating on the wife thing. And I will cheating consider his fault yeah, that 100%. he recorded That's... people without their consent, like Dennis Reynolds style. But it's not directly his fault yeah. that his son got into <laughs> his him. His son being like, bad is not really himself fault. with them. 
I would argue. Maybe I'm arguing I'm... semantics there, Jack, but... I think okay. that's fair. Cool. <laughs> All right, we'll give him that point, then. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't think he'll... I don't think he'll... Yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, it covers it. But I will say, it feels like Jules in the back half of this season has kind of been relegated right. to side character again. Um, and when we talked about the very first episode, when we talked about season one of Euphoria in, in preparation for this, and the specials, right? I said I really liked the Jules special because it was obviously an entire episode that was centered entirely around Jules, and I feel like we got a lot from her, yeah. a lot more from her than we did in the actual season of the show. Um, and uh, but I, yeah, I feel like yeah, that trend kind of continue. Kind of peters yeah. out though. Like exactly, she big she kind of has been relegated once again no. to just being an accessory to Jules. She's Jules, an accessory to Rue's story. Right, everything she's done this season has been like right. you know, surrounded that and like what Rue thinks of it and all that. So that is disappointing. So like, I don't even know where I would say her character can go. You know, like, I don't know yeah. what I would say. Like, okay, this is what Jules re- is going to resolve because she hasn't had much of a plot herself. Yeah. Um, there's that, like, one scene where it showed that she maybe was resorting to um, self-harm again to, like, cope with the stress of Rue relapsing. And as we know, again, from that special, it, it does put a lot of stress on her because she feels responsible for um, Rue's sobriety. Yeah, so really I, I agree. It's that, a, bit, so a bit up in the air to see how it's going to shake out in this, yeah. these next yeah. when next we, episode or next season even. Crazy season like, yeah, Wells and Day is a busy, busy gal. Probably not a season four, and, a season three until 2024. I'm just like, we cannot have this. <laughs> this high school series cannot oh, be spread brother. across like a decade for like three seasons. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah can't be pushing kind of 30. I mean, like, I can't believe but, I'm graduating uh, high school. We'll see how that like some ben Platt I don't know how long, like, how long does it take you to film a show? Like, I feel like it's, it can't but, be that long. I know. It's got to be less than, like, a movie, right? Because they're like, oh, she's got to film Dune 2. Definitely. It's like, yeah, but this should be shorter than Dune 2 by, like, a significant margin, I would argue. I also wonder, like, how the logistics work behind, like, how many, how much do you really need to be there, right? Like, is there days where they're just like, you're not filming today? Can they film you in chunks? Can they, like, lap people in, those, in, the, in, like, a, in like, a reasonable way of, like, all right. We're gonna do all of all of Cassie's scenes, and then all the scenes that she, and then this, and then like, or they just kind of like everyone's here every day. I don't know. It, we'll I like it might really depend on schedule. Like, I know for yeah. season two of Sunny, when Danny Vito joined, he only could film for like a month, so they filmed every single thing he did, like every scene that he and was in. They, they filmed, filmed all at one time across the entire season. So like all ten episodes had to be written and ready to go. See? And then they went back and like did all the they ones need to without do that him for in Zendaya. You're seeing without him in it, they went back and did. Well, that was also like they're like this was not fun. It was Jack, not very that's like, not stressful. I they had to get to like continuity right and I stuff. Want to watch. Do you not understand? <laughs> for, yes. No, I get that. that. We, we need we need uh, content that's for our show. So I can't believe you've lost sight. I have to agree. I mean. I, you know what? I, I've become blind. <laughs> All right. But now I can see. I've become lost in this. What do you, think, Jack? you think with that we act? Do you think we're uh, saying everything so. we got to say? With that we can act attack right into the end. So. Right into the end. And we'll do that right now. As always, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Akatak Jazz. That's J A Z. Or email us at Jazz at gmail.com with anything you want to talk to us about and maybe some suggestions if you want us to talk about something. Uh, you can always find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, Amazon, whatever, and the seventh one, who I refuse to check and learn the name of. 
Our logo was done by a friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram. Our intro was done by artist Celery Salt. Album in June. Don't know shit about it. Well, no shit about it in June, I guess. And as always, we wrote it. We I also produced it. Lights. We it built all the sets. Take night to the people, Zach. The lights on. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, you did the lights. So I, we wrote it. We produced. We built the sets. Zach did the lights. I was, I was on. Good I was night. backstage pushing all the props out. Good night, and Godspeed. <laughs>